ESPN 1000. It's Kleckin' Abdallah. They are off tonight, as they did uh, the morning show today. Jesse Rogers sitting in for the next hour and 45 minutes. At that point, we'll bring you some basketball tonight. College hoops, Northwestern and Iowa. I'll be watching that as my daughter is a freshman at Iowa. I'm going there on Saturday for Illinois and Iowa, the showdown this Saturday at Iowa. Be nice. Just secured a couple tickets. Going to head out there, take my daughter out for a little brunch, and then go watch the Hawkeyes. I mean, I'm torn. Illinois, you know, I grew up here. I didn't go to Illinois, but I was always a fan growing up. My brother and sister did go to Illinois. But my daughter goes to Iowa, so I'm a Hawkeyes fan. So we'll bring you the Northwestern game coming up at 745. So kind of a short show tonight. Again, Jesse Rogers sitting in for Black and Abdallah. Phone lines always open on your drive home, 312-332-3776 is the number if you want to sound off. Maybe you're headed to the United Center where you'll see the Bulls, the unpredictable Bulls, take on the L.A. Clippers. Bulls coming off a nice win at Orlando. And don't uh, downplay that one. Orlando just beat Philadelphia yesterday. The Magic have played better basketball lately. So the Bulls hosting the Clippers and whether you like the Bulls or not, the one thing you can't disagree with me on, they're unpredictable. I mean, I have no idea what they're going to do tonight against the Clippers who are getting healthy. It's the start of a four-game homestand. Anything you want to sound off about the Bulls as you head to the UC, I'm here for you. 312-332-3776. You can tweet me at Jesse Rogers ESPN. Love that last hour that Waddle and Sylvie did about <laughs> drafting your best announcing crew For football fans, right? I think I would have, in the old days, I easily, just even until this year, probably taken Al Michaels, kind of lost his fastball this year. Love Chris Collinsworth. I think he's great. That that was probably my favorite group, uh, my favorite broadcast team over the years. But definitely liked Buck and and, and, um, and Aikman as well. That was a great hour. But what do you think about my my idea? Now that I brought it up to Waddle and Sylvie, what do you think of my idea, if you're just tuning in, local broadcast teams for NFL games? Why, isn't, why hasn't this been talked about before? Why not have a local Bears team, a local Lions or Vikings team for their broadcast, their region, and then maybe have a national team as well in case the game is broadcast in other areas. And then on those Sunday afternoons where it's the national game, I guess it's the 3 o'clock game, fine, there's one crew that does it just like on Sunday night, just like on Monday night. So it's almost like, Baseball, right? Your, your local teams, that broadcast the games. And then on Sunday night or occasionally during the week, it's the ESPN crew or TNT crew or whatever, your TBS crew, whatever the, the case may be. Local broadcast. I'd love Adam Amin and Jim Miller to do up to 17 regular season games. Maybe it's 13 and then the, the few national ones or whatever the case may be. It, it feels antiquated to have these guys. What do you think of my idea? Brilliant or not so brilliant? 312-332-3776 is the number. Hot take number two. I cannot believe teams will give up top picks in the draft. Granted, in this case, it's the 29th pick in the draft. The Broncos gave up to the Saints for Sean Payton. They also gave up a second rounder. A first and a second round pick to the Saints as Denver hires Sean Payton to be their head coach, maybe you're just getting in your car and, and you haven't heard the news, but Sean Payton is back in the NFL. It boggles my mind. It really does. I, I, I don't know if a coach is worth that much. Is he? 
Maybe I'm crazy. If he is, tell me the coach that, that, that would fit uh, that kind of a trade for you. It's not Sean Payton for me. It's not. I mean, the New Orleans Saints make out like bandits in this thing. The guy retires, so they don't have to pay him his salary, but he's still under sort of their you know, uh, umbrella, so to speak, right? He retires. They don't have to pay him, but they have his rights, and they end up with a first and second round pick. That's insane to me. Insane. I saw a couple of Twitter poll questions earlier in the offseason. What would you give up, talking about the Bears, for the first overall pick in the NFL draft? Are you crazy in terms of a coach? What coach would you take and give up the first overall pick in the draft? I wouldn't, I wouldn't take – I don't care if they uh, – I, I, pick a name in history. I wouldn't give up the first overall pick. In the, Bill Belichick, forget about it. Players win championships. Coaches certainly help. You need a good one. There's no doubt. I just can't believe Sean Payton's the only guy in the world the Denver Broncos could hire to fix Russell Wilson, and they're willing to give up a first and a second round pick for him after giving up all those picks for Russell Wilson in the first place. I think that's insane. Am I insane for thinking that? What do you think? 312-332-3776 is the number. And then kind of the fun topic early on here, just coming off of Sunday's NFC and AFC championship games. I mean, it's a perfect time to talk about these silly rule rules that have kind of evolved over the years in the NFL, obviously to protect the quarterback, the almighty quarterback. Why do you think if you didn't realize it by now, why Rogers and Brady and all these guys keep playing in their mid forties, it's because you can't touch them anymore, right? Maybe I'm old or maybe I'm just old school, but it's gone too far. And so here's my specific question. Are you a Joseph Osai guy or are you a he's an idiot guy? In other words, I actually fall on the side of defending Joseph Osai. Now, that's the guy that got the penalty when he hit Mahomes out of bounds that put Kansas City in in, in field goal range to win the game. Right. We all saw it. Like everyone, I know you got to follow the rules. Like everyone believes you got to follow the rules. I get it. But my God, these defenders are asked to do so much more than they used to be and, and to change their mindset so much more and to, to, to throttle down their motor so much more than they used to. It still isn't, I, I don't think, long enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, maybe if you start at five years old as a defender through Pop Warner and every, every level of football and you're... Taught to hold up, hold up, hold up, hold up. No, go, go, go. Tackle, tackle, tackle. Hold up, hold up. Don't hit the quarterback here. Don't hit the quarterback there. I, I, I think, I, it, like everyone, I'm like, hey, man, follow the rules. I'm like that. But I think I'm one of those guys that's willing to defend Joseph Osai than give him crap for what happened. My God, it's the AFC championship. Every yard matters. And yes, he didn't need to push him, but they're both going out of bounds. It's a little tap. Make the out of bounds area a little bit safer. We got cameramen. We got people. We got trainers. We got players. Make the out of bounds area a little bit safer. So if something like adrenaline takes over, a guy isn't killed if they both go flying into the, into the, into the benches. Make that a little bit safer instead of asking these defenders to stop playing football. Now, look, with, with the evolution of what we know about, about head injuries, 
I like those rules. I understand that the targeting, the the defenseless defenseless receiver, the the head hits to the quarterback. Those are smart. Those are smart. But don't go overboard with it. There's no way. Pick a year. I don't know. 15, 10, 20 years ago, that Joseph Osai play would have been a pen, called a penalty. No way. No way. And I don't think it should have been. I don't think it should have been. Call me a meathead, but I don't think it should have been. Except I'm not being a meathead because I agree on the head stuff. I agree on the head stuff. But the ticky-tack roughing the quarterback calls and the out-of-bounds calls, give me a break. Whole season decided in that moment, and I know – you're supposed to follow the rules. Easier said than done. Because the guy was in tears. You don't think he wants to take that moment back? Easier said than done when your adrenaline's rolling like that and every yard matters. So what side of the fence do you fall on the Joseph Osai argument? Defend him a little bit? Or no, he's a dummy, should have realized it. And what other rules are you just fed up with? We've got so many ticky-tack penalties now especially on the quarterback it's just try not to be a meathead about it and that's why at least i say no on the head injuries but man the out of bounds i'd i'd rather make that out of bounds area safer than call that a penalty 312-332-3776 jesse rogers with you so we got some bulls bulls and clippers want to sound off anything going on with them it's good good bulls bad bulls right it changes every it changes daily We'll see what, what happens here. The Clippers are a pretty good team. Bulls will probably rise to the occasion. They usually do against the good ones. They did against Orlando. That's usually a problem, right? The bad ones. Although, as I said before, Orlando's not too bad. Am I nuts? Or is giving up a first and second round pick for Sean Payton crazy? I think it is. And is there any coach you'd give a, a, a top pick for? Whether it be 29th pick, 10th, whatever. The, you know, give, me, give, me your land, give me the landscape on that. What? What, what would you give up for a, a top-of-the-line coach, if you can name me one? Because I don't know that Sean Payton is. I think he's good. Throw his name in the hat with a bunch of other good coaches, pull it out. There's Sean Payton. It's been a few years since the Saints were good, right? 312-332-3776. Jesse Rogers in for Black and Abdallah. Charlie Bevins, Kendra Smith spinning the dials on the other side of the glass with you till 745. We're back in a moment on ESPN 1000. <laughs> You're listening to Black and Abdallah on Chicago's Home for Sports, ESPN Chicago. Listen to us now, live on the ESPN Chicago app. Back on ESPN 1000, Jesse Rogers with you, filling in for Black and Abdallah here till 745. And then it's Northwestern basketball as they take on the Iowa Hawkeyes. 312-332-3776 is the number. I guess, uh, Charlie, Bevins, uh, we're playing is Jesse crazy or not. I, I mean, I, I just invented that. Is Jesse crazy or not? I want local broadcasters for the Bears games. I want Adam Amin and Jim Miller to do the regular season games. And I think there should be a local broadcast for all 32 NFL teams. Yeah, I think- and then you could have a booth with the with the national guys. That's fine, and maybe you could choose. Maybe you could choose, but I want a local one. So, is, am I crazy or not, Charlie? Before the phone lines, yes or no? Yeah, I I don't think you're crazy. Really, all right, you're uh, done. That's yeah. all you need, I need from you. 
one person to say I'm not crazy. That's all I need. <laughs> no, no, finish your thought, Charlie. Yeah, no, it's just like it, it's it is cool when you establish that relationship with a specific broadcasting crew and your team. And I think that's kind of what you miss out on when you don't have a local TV broadcast for football games. All right. So am I crazy for thinking we should have local broadcasts for NFL games? Am I crazy for defending Joseph Osai from the Bengals who got the penalty by touching Mahomes as he was out of bounds? And put them in feel better field goal range. Am I crazy for defending him there? Three one two three three two three seven seven six is the number. Am I crazy for thinking that no way would I trade a first and second round pick for Sean Payton? And I like Sean Payton. That's what the Saints got from the Denver Broncos as the Broncos hired him, and the Texans hired their former linebacker D'Amico Ryan's. That was the news out of the NFL today. Two head coaching hirings today. But the Texans didn't have to give anything up to hire their head coach. Where the Broncos, who gave up the kitchen sink for Russell Wilson, now had to give up more for Sean Payton. Is Jesse crazy or not? Now, this one I don't think is crazy. I mentioned this to Waddle or, and Sylvie. Like, I asked the question, if you're driving the United Center, would you re-sign Vooch? I agree with Sylvie. I would not. I don't think that's a crazy hot take. The other ones might be. Let's go to Pat in the South Loop. You're on ESPN 1000. Pat, what's on your mind? Hey, how you doing, man? Listen, uh, I got uh, two things. So I agree with your take on Joseph Asai 1 million percent. I think it was a ridiculous flag that should never be thrown in that situation. Now, in the regular season, okay. But in that situation, it was absurd. I mean, the officiating in general was was absurd. I I mean, it was... I don't think it's rigged, but I think I just think they're extremely incompetent and terrible at their job. Yeah, hold on, um, Pat. Though, hold on, hold on. Let's 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 flesh this out a little. I want to agree with you that they should be aware of the moment, but I'm not sure you can go down that road. So I guess my point is, it shouldn't be called ever. Yes. Just make, the, make the sideline a little bit safer, and and everyone's and no one's worse for wear. No one's worse for wear. So I don't think you can think of the moment because every official is going to think differently, right? It's got to be uniform. But come on, a step out yeah. with a little push. Give me a break. And kind of call it consistently, man. I mean, like, they missed the call on Burrow. And, and like, it's the same. He got pushed after the whistle on the previous drive. I mean, that's absurd. And then the block in the back on, the, on, on that punt return. I mean, they should have. Never been in position to kick that field goal. I mean, I don't. No one wants to see an AFC Championship determined by part-time officials. No one cares about these guys. They just want them to be invisible, and by that I mean do their job and do it properly. And if the NFL needs to hire full-time officials and you know pay them a good salary and send them to school, whatever it takes, that needs to be done. They more than have the money. Um, and on over to the Sean Payton thing. Um, it's absolutely worth it for the Denver Broncos. And and for certain other teams, probably not. But the Broncos situation is a little bit unique because, you know, Sean Payton, he's coached for, uh, coached for 15 seasons. He had a an, – and he averaged 10 wins a year. So if you extrapolate that across, across his in 15 years, he had, uh, I think, nine seasons where he had um, – like a, at least 11 wins, and he's a quarterback. So he's going to be able to go in there and, like, Russell Wilson, I mean, 
he got there, and it was Nathaniel Hackett was set up to fail because he had like this mindset that they were partners, that like they each had an equal say in what the offense <laughs> did. And Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson's like we're partners. He felt that he's like okay, I am. Uh, he thought he was going to be a. He thought he was going to walk in there and, and all of a sudden be a surgeon like Tom Brady and sit in the pocket and pick teams apart. And quarterbacks like that are extinct. They do not exist anymore. Tom Brady is a relic. Is like, so guys like that, like Peyton Manning or even Eli Manning to that extent, they don't exist. I mean, they don't exist anymore. If they do, they are a middling game manager. So he can come in there and they need to get the most out of Russell Wilson. I mean, they gave him an you know, exorbitant amount of money. And Sean Payton can go in there and he can be like, you know, listen, Russ, this is what we're going to do. And that's it. There is well, no other option. Yeah, well, I don't know. If you're telling me, thanks for the call, Tom, that Sean Payton's uh, – um, I'm sorry, uh, that wasn't Tom. Uh, if you're, Tom's next. If you're telling me Sean Payton's the only guy that gave the best out of Russell Wilson, I'm going to disagree with you on that. I just am. I mean, did Sean Payton make Drew Brees or did Drew Brees make Sean Payton? Kind of interesting when Breeze was done, you know, Peyton didn't pay Sean Payton fouled pretty quickly, fouled pretty quickly out of the league. So I, I don't, I don't, I disagree with you there. Here's Tom in Oakland. You're next up on ESPN 1000. What's up, Tom? Uh, what's up, Jesse? No, I, I normally don't agree with you, but I will agree with you on this. I sometimes prefer the local broadcast, you know, over the national one. Um, I'll throw on Jeff Joniak and Tom Thayer and listen to the radio sometimes instead of whoever they have on on Fox, or especially if it's uh, Joe Buck or Chris Collinsworth on the call. I, I am not a fan of, of either one of those guys. So I, uh, so I agree with you that they should give like a local broadcast option to people because you feel like that they're kind of invested in with you and such. So when there's a great play, you can hear that call and get with it. And even when there's a terrible play, you can hear the uh, the sorrow, and that's how you feel as a fan as you're watching uh, as you're watching the game of your team. So yeah, I, I think those are good points, Tom. I, I also think that um, they they can sort of understand the 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 landscape of the season week to week because they live here. They're here. These yeah. guys that drop in on Friday or Saturday. Oh, we went to practice one walkthrough, and then we sat with uh, you know Justin Fields. Well, well, Thayer and Joni are there every day. And yes, this mm-hmm. year in particular, I'll be listening to ESPN 1000 during the Bears games for the local broadcast. But I think the TV side should have local ones as well, Tom. So for once, you and I agree, apparently. <laughs> yeah. All right. <laughs> Thanks for the call. Let's go to Jacob in Wicker Park. You're on ESPN 1000. Jacob, is Jesse crazy or not? Jesse is not crazy, but like the first caller, I think this was really the only viable option for the Denver Broncos this year. Um, I, I think your average you know, person listening out here in Chicago probably doesn't watch all that much Broncos football, especially last year. And the fact of the matter is we're stuck with this massive contract with Russell Wilson, and we need the partnership ended between head coach and player. You get a veteran guy like Sean Payton in. He's going to set the precedent. And on top of that, he has the experience uh, for a win-now window, which essentially this team is in. I think people forget this is a top-three performing defense in the NFL really the last few years, and they've been struggling primarily scoring the football. Um, they have all the, all the key players, in my opinion, to make it happen, and I, I think Sean was truly their only option. Um, I would never trade picks for a coach 
in any other situation, but as a diehard fan, I did not want to see a first-time coach back in Denver, and uh, happy to hear what you have to say on it. All right. Well, I mean, you could get a recycled one. doesn't have to be a first-time one. I, I, I like that you, you have some nuance to it, that you're saying this is about the only situation you would do it in. Now, if the personnel is that good that they can just give up a first- and second-round pick and just you know move on, you know, just because their defense has been good doesn't mean it w- will continue to be without reinforcements. And you just gave up two picks and you've already given up a ton for Wilson in the first place. But if you're telling me the personnel's there and it just, they just need the coach, okay, all right, we'll see. We'll see. It's just when you give up that many picks, that comes – and I'm ta- adding the Wilson picks to the Peyton picks here. That comes usually yeah. comes back to haunt you. And it's just the value of a coach. Wow. A coach that's – what he's won once, right? Is it one Super Bowl, Peyton, I think, right? Who else, um, who else was our viable option, though, right? I don't know. I, I mean, I who mean, else did you have there? I don't know. Go get Nick Saban. I don't know. I mean, just go get somebody you don't have to give up <laughs> compensation for. Yeah, well, yeah. I'll call you back in a year, and uh, if it's the same outcome, you know, maybe you were right then. All right. Thanks for the call. Or if the Thank team you. lacks thanks, I, or if the team lacks depth, or you know what I mean? Because, again, these picks are going to come back to hurt them in some capacity. Uh, it's not a guarantee because maybe they'll develop late round picks. I don't know, but I just feel like, wow, our coach is that valuable, that valuable. Three, one, two, three, three, two, three, seven, seven, six is the phone number. If you want to jump on Jesse Rogers with you till seven forty five. take one more before a break. Pete in Atasca, you're on ESPN 1000. What's happening, Pete? Aria, thanks for taking my call. I am agreeing with you on the Cincinnati defensive player. I was screaming at the TV as soon as I saw the flag come out. I was saying earlier, a smart quarterback in that situation would run for the sideline. And once he knew a defensive player was committing to making contact with him, they could make a different angle and get out of bounds quicker and draw that flag. And I think that's what Mahomes did there. I think there needs to be a rule that if you're a quarterback and you're running for the sideline, if you get if you don't get two feet out of bounds, kind of like a receiver gets has to have two feet inbounds. You don't get two feet out of bounds before you're hit, no flag. That's just me. Yeah, maybe something like that. Now, let me ask you this. Do you think if that, play, that, that play is flagged if it's a running back? The same exact play, but it's a running back? Do you think it's flagged? No. Lose you? Wait, say it again? No, I'm here. I, I, don't, think, I don't think it's flagged. Hmm. And I don't, I, I, it's like I don't, I don't agree with the call. It was like it was so bang, bang that right. – I was yelling at the TV. I, I didn't see anything on it when I watched it, and I watched it's like you have to slow it down to really see that. Okay, that you know he was. Uh, I don't know. I just I didn't. See that right. I mean, when, whenever you, it's like a check swing. Whenever you slow it down, it probably looks worse than it is um, uh, live. And look, I guarantee you, the reaction of the referee referee to throw a flag or not throw a flag is all based on on the guy with the ball in this case, Mahomes, right? If he's pushed and doesn't go down and doesn't slide into the bench and all this, you know, antics, he's probably not flagged. If he's just pushed and stays on his feet, and maybe he couldn't stay on his feet, I don't know. I'm not accusing him of of, of, of flopping necessarily, but I, I agree with you that a, a smart quarterback or ball handler can draw the flag. And I think we see that all the time in the pocket with these ticky-tack roughing the quarterback calls. So I'm glad we're. I'm glad there's a few people that don't think I'm insane, because Joseph Osa, Osai took a lot of abuse afterwards, which I get. Bengal fans, all that stuff. I don't think it's deserved, man. This football, you're going to, 
I mean, I, if I'm a football player, I want to be an offensive player because you don't have to worry about stopping and starting your motor like you do a defensive player. There are a lot of NBA players that would make great quarterbacks because all they do is try and draw calls. <laughs> there you go. Thanks for the call. I appreciate it. All right, Jesse Rogers with you for Black and Abdallah. About another hour and 15 minutes left in the show, and then it's Northwestern basketball. We'll air it right here, taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll come back with more. If you're heading to the United Center, sign Vooch or trade him. Sign him or trade him. He's having one of his most efficient seasons. The numbers are kind of similar to his career numbers, but the efficiency has been really good. Career-high field goal percentage for Vooch. Would you trade him? Or would you resign him? 312 332 3776. Jesse Rogers with you on ESPN 1000. It's Black and Abdallah. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. This is Chicago's home for sports. ESPN 1000. Jesse Rogers sitting in for another hour or so, and then it's Northwestern basketball right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is the number. I've thrown a few things out there to talk to you about. Am I nuts about this Sean Payton to the to the Broncos thing? I mean, I can't believe they gave up a first and second round pick. I mean, I guess Belichick in his prime, I'd give up a first round pick that was not in the top 10, maybe. That's about it. I just, I just don't see the value. Once you have the quarterback, man, uh, yeah, you can't have Nathaniel Hackett. I get that, but there's something in between Sean Payton and Nathaniel Hackett that you could hire that wouldn't cost you a first and second round pick. Players win championships. Quarterbacks win championships. Coaches can screw it up. I agree, and that's what Hackett did. But I, I, I'm, I'm, I'm surprised by that. I would. There's not many, many coaches I would give up a first and a second round pick. Granted, it's a late first round pick. For the Broncos, who hire Sean Payton. He's back in the league. D'Amico Ryans is the head coach of the Texans. That's the news today. Dexter Fowler officially retires. Didn't play last year. So um, I don't think this is something that's a, a big shock to people. But, man, he's he's got a place in our hearts right here in Chicago. We'll talk about him next hour and maybe get into some baseball. I'm looking forward to heading out to Arizona in a couple weeks. February is upon us. That means spring training is around the corner. Cubs and Sox, just real interesting, right? What are they going to be in 23? What are they going to be in 23? Some years we kind of know. We knew with the Cubs last year. Sox were shockingly disappointing this year. I don't know. I don't know what the Cubs or Sox are going to be. One team looking for a rebound, one team trying to take another step. I'm not sure. We'll talk about it in the 7 o'clock hours. We reminisce about Dexter Fowler, 312-332-332. Three seven seven six. And what do you think about my idea? Local broadcasters for the NFL teams. Local broadcasters for the NFL regular season games. Amin and Jim Miller doing regular season games on TV. And whoever they play has a local broadcast team. And maybe there's a national team as well. I mean, there's a ton of money in the NFL. They can afford it all. I kind of would like that. I like that relationship with your fan, you know, between a fan base and your local broadcast team. We have it in every other sport. We have it with Adam Amin and Stacey King on TV for the Bulls. The Cubs and the Sox, obviously. That relationship between fan and broadcaster has always been special. Baseball, 
fan and broadcaster. 312-332-3776. Would you re-sign Vooch? And I'll add another one. You're headed to the United Center. Would you re-sign Vooch? Would you trade him? And as we talk more about the Bulls, what about Montgomery? Where do you land on him? Yes, they have a lot of cap space, but it can be eaten up quickly. Why don't Sylvia had a guest on today talking about that? It can go quickly. I'm not sure I'd re-sign David Montgomery. So that's my hot take on, on, on the Bears spending. I would spend that money elsewhere. Your thoughts. Let's go to Zeus on the north side. You're on ESPN, ESPN 1000. What's up, Zeus? Hey, Jesse. Love you. Love your show. First-time caller. Welcome. Hey, Dan. Question for you. Sean Payton, congratulations to him. He won a Super Bowl 20 years ago. And uh, I heard on the, read in the newspapers, remember those rectangular things with ink on them, <laughs> that Angio might be linked to, uh, to Sean Payton. Because uh, I honestly couldn't name the Bears defensive uh, <laughs> coordinator here in Chicago. I'd love to have him back. Yeah, I don't think he's coming back. I think you're probably right. He's probably going there. The Bears defensive coordinator, by the way, is Alan Williams. Uh, but remember, Matt Eberflus was a defensive guy. So that's your, your de facto defensive yeah. coordinator. He probably wouldn't bring in another guy with head coaching experience. And hey, I, I Dexter Fowler, man, that was mistake number one in 2017. The Cubs letting him go for, I don't know what it was, six, seven million bucks. That was a huge mistake. Uh, like uh, Sylvie said earlier, they could never find a guy to replace him. That was, uh, that was, uh, that was a big mistake. And uh, David Montgomery, you got to sign him, man. The guy was a workhorse. The guy, you know, I think we can get him cheap, keep him on the roster for another two years. I think he'll sign for uh, two years, 15 schmil. And uh, he's a workhorse. I think he's proven himself. I think he, he's earned it. Well, he's probably going to make at least that, right? I don't, I don't think so, Zeus. I, I wouldn't. I mean, he's a workhorse, yes, but he's not explosive. And I just don't think it's worth the bang for your buck. I mean, it's about... The cap, right? If it was unlimited cap, whatever, maybe I would. But every dollar spent is one less spent somewhere else. So I, I, I disagree. I, I don't think I would do that. He, uh, Herbert's yeah, more explosive. Gotta, you know, they, they, their, run, their running game was, was impacted more when Herbert went down than anything else. That's true. Justin Fields made up the uh, – that's where he got so many yards. And, hey, last thing, we got to trade Patrick Kane. We got to trade Jonathan Caves. We got to get something for those guys. And I wish the Hawks would keep losing. Tank for Bedard. Yeah. That guy is one in a million. They got to do it. I don't know why they keep winning games over there at the United Center. They, uh, they're, they're ruining it, Jesse. What do you think? Yeah, that's a great point, Zeus. That's one of those questions that we could talk all day long about. When there's a clear-cut great player there, what do you do? What is the point of winning anything? It's just, it goes back to the Bears. You know, once the season's lost, you probably should just go. I know it's it's just it's not it's, it, it goes against every instinct of a fan to root for losses and to root to trade guys like Kane and Taves. But you want to have the glory days again. You want to have a star in your team, and, and you're right. But art is it. It's one of those rare moments, right? And and if the Bears didn't have a quarterback, it would have been real easy this year to root for them to, to tank all the way to first. They did it anyway, and I think we're all thrilled by it because. Um, they're going to polls is going to get a haul for them, you know. Absolutely, and once again, thank you, Lovey Smith, for not giving up, right. giving the big double burp to the Houston ownership, and uh, getting that victory on Week 18. 
You got that right. They should make a, they should build a statue of Lovey outside of the Arlington Heights Stadium for sure, depending on what Poles does with this first pick. Thanks for the call, Chad. I mean, there's no maybe, doubt. Maybe, maybe not a statue, but maybe name a bathroom after him or something. <laughs> Thanks for the calls. I mean, there's no doubt in my mind Poles is trading the pick, right, folks? I mean, right? We're not, we're not as much as Jalen Carter could be a generational type of plant player with, with as many holes as they have. I mean, the, the Eagles are the, the blueprint after, after the last world series, uh, world series, after their last Super Bowl, they, they cleared everything, the coach, the cap space, everything quarterback. They got their quarterback, used their draft capital, their cap space, and they, they built another Super Bowl team, but they didn't do it with just using one. I mean, he's got to trade down. I don't think there's any doubt in anyone's mind, right? Or am I crazy about that as well? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. The number you can tweet me at Jesse Rogers ESPN as well. Talk a little bit about Dexter Fowler and some baseball next hour. Why not? February is tomorrow, and that means spring training is around the corner. We'll do that after seven o'clock. Um, trade Vooch, sign Montgomery. I say no. I, I, I say yes on the first. No on this on the second. Vooch is having a great year. Numbers are, 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 are in line with his career numbers that I mentioned earlier. But he's just really being efficient this year. And some team is going to like that. And I don't know what the Bulls can get for him. I'm not smart enough to know that. But you may as well trade him at his peak because I'm not sure resigning him in his mid-30s is the answer. Do you agree? Disagree? And... Uh, you know, David Montgomery, like him, just don't think he's worth resigning. 312-332-3776, the number. Jesse Rogers here on ESPN 1000. This is Chicago's home for sports, ESPN 1000. I'd like you to meet someone who's really special. It's Black and Abdallah. A real inspiration. Follow us on the gram at Black and Abdallah and at ESPN underscore Chicago. Western basketball about an hour from now, taking on the Iowa Hawkeyes. We'll bring it to you right here on ESPN 1000. Black and Abdallah are off. Jesse Rogers with you until the game. 745 is when we'll send it out to uh, Iowa City. The Hawkeyes and the Wildcats right here on ESPN 1000. 312-332-3776 is the number. So writing down all these goofy rules now in the NFL not goofy rules, but just some of the, 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 the flags that you see, the ticky-tack roughing the QB, the ticky-tack PI. I mean, we all know there could be probably a penalty called on either side of the ball every play. That's the, the saying in football, right, especially holding in the trenches there, probably holding in the, in the, in the um, defensive backfield and all that. Even, even the pick plays, I think they should be calling that more often. I mean, I feel like Travis Kelsey gets a touchdown every game because there's a pick. You know, the, 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 the uh, Chiefs run a pick um, to, to get him open every game. I think those those could be called if they wanted. But, you know, it's it's kind of random sometimes. Um, so talking about some of these that are just crazy. I don't I hate the out of bounds ones. I, I, I said at the top of the show, make out of make the out of bounds area a little bit safer. So if, if someone does get pushed a little bit like like Mahomes did the other day, I mean, that was as if it was a penalty. 
that was as, as light of a penalty as you're going to get, right? We see egregious ones out of bounds. Okay, I agree with those. But that one was as, as uh, you know, as light it was as, as you could possibly get to even be a penalty. And it, it, it changed the, the course of, of the game, obviously, with, with Kansas City uh, kicking that full field goal. One thing I didn't realize that this rule changed back in 2005, pushing the pile. You know, on fourth and one now, I can't believe teams haven't designed it even design. You know, haven't uh, sort of uh, planned for it even more. I know they have, but I'm telling you, I think we're going to see in the near future they might change the rule. But teams going for it on almost every fourth and one, no matter where they are in the field, because if you can line up with some 300 pound linemen actually in the backfield to push the quarterback, you're never not going to get that first down. We see a guy go in motion now, and as the quarterback hikes it under center, that guy in motion, a tight end, will will push the quarterback. Now, there was a time before 2005 you could not move the ball carrier, and you still can't pull him. But they changed the rule. I didn't realize they changed it so long ago. You can push. I don't think teams take advantage of it enough. We saw the Eagles all get close in and do it twice. I think they did it right, and then they scored on the second time or got a first down on it. I think fourth and one should be a 98% success rate based on being able to push that ball carrier. And you got to start putting bigger guys behind the quarterback to do that or stick some lineman in motion, and then as he hikes it with a little momentum, he, he pushes his quarterback forward. I think that's the future unless they change the rule. I don't see how you don't do that in every fourth and one until someone figures out how to how to get around it. I'm not sure they can without a rule change. 312-332-3776, the number. I have here on my list also, I watched the whale last night. See, I cover baseball, obviously, for the station, and during the offseason, I watch football. I, this is what I do. I watch football with the Bulls a lot of times on one channel. One TV, I should say, and I got a second TV, and I'll watch a movie with my wife, and I'll have the sound down, especially if Tony Romo's on that other TV. So I can watch a Bulls game with the sound down and watch a movie. So la- I, I catch up on my movies in the offseason. Last night, watch The Whale. What a performance by Brendan F- Fraser, right? A tearjerker. Good movie. It looked like a play, and then at the end, I saw it was based on a play. It made sense because it kind of was filmed like a play. Great performance. Uh, you know, I get it. I get it why he's getting all these rave reviews. What I don't get is a movie I saw a while ago that's getting rave reviews. And I, and am I the only one that doesn't, you know, love and, and just go nuts over, what's it called? Everything, everywhere, all at once. Everything, everywhere, all at once. I saw it a while ago. And I'm like, do I need to rewatch this movie? Like, isn't that sometimes happen with you? You watch a movie that everyone loves and you just don't get it. I do not get why this is amazing. And I can, I can buy into a decent sci-fi movie, but why is this thing maybe going to win the Oscar for Best Picture is beyond me. Everything, everywhere, all at once. Now, I watched it a while ago, so maybe I need to rewatch it, but that was not a great movie. The Whale, that was a good movie. Am I insane? Three one two three three two three seven seven six. Give me a call. Here's George in Old Town. You're on ESPN 1000. What's up, George? Jesse? You know yeah, what? Buddy. The, the coach is such a valuable person. I think it's what they did in Denver is, is, was, was perfectly sound. 
look what happened to the Bears with Matt Nagy. How many years we got set back? And I, I offer it up to you. Would you hire Vince Lombardi for a first and second? I would, and I think Sean Pay. I, I think he's of that level from an offensive mind and a guy that can attract talent and a guy that can be a leader. It's so important for an organization to have leadership at that position. Well, I'm known for some for some crazy hot takes, but comparing Sean Payton to Vince Lombardi, you you win. You win the hot take of the day. George, you win. Now, well, uh, the answer I mean, to the question know, is – I got a question some of the yeah. things you say. As far yeah, as boots, I'd probably trade them. Uh, okay. You know, I think we need – he's having a great year, but it, only if you can get uh, a lot for him because he's been playing – exceptional you need two booches that's what the bulls need for god's yeah. sake yeah maybe they well they need a point guard is what they need uh but back to vince lombardi i probably would do do i i, I didn't say i would never ever do it but i said belichick in his prime i suppose vince lombardi if not him then who but sean payton i, I mean I, we're comparing apples and oranges different eras and all this but i don't think sean payton's going to go down in history like vince lombardi has so i, well, I like you, the guy give him, how many super bowls does he have one Two. He won the first oh, yeah, two, two. I That's what I thought. And, yeah. you know, uh, he's a brilliant offensive mind. And, you know, look what happened to the Denver the last few years, hiring people that just aren't up to the offensive uh, way of the NFL. I, I guess mean, so. I guess so. But let me let me go back to Sean Payton. When did he – when was his last year here? I meant to look this up. When was his last year, Payton, with the Saints? It was two years ago. Uh, Dennis two Allen took ago. over this past year. Okay, so did he did he coach one year without without Breeze? That's what I'm getting at. He coached 21, right? Yeah, I be- yes, I believe he came in with Breeze too. Okay, all right. See, see what I'm getting at here. He comes in with Breeze, and he le- basically leaves with Breeze. What did they do in 21? The the great New Orleans Saints without Drew Breeze, but with um. Sean Payton. Let's take a look at what the what was the Saints record in 2021? I will say Drew Brees nine was, and eight. was not the same quarterback the last four years as he was the previous ten. And to go nine and eight with him is still not terrible. All right. You get off. You get, get out of here with your Sean Payton love. Both of you, George and, and Charlie. I like Sean Payton. I just wouldn't give up a first and second round pick one year after I gave up the, the, the house for, for Russell Wilson. I just would not do it. Coming up next, was Dexter Fowler the second most important position player on the 2016 Chicago Cubs? We'll discuss right here on ESPN 1000.